0: easy-to-engage, on-demand content. Learn more at kathleenmerkel.com slash innerprofessional. So are you ready for it? Well, welcome once again to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm delighted to have you all back here again on the Legendary Leaders Podcast. And today I'm talking to such a wonderful individual, such a warm-hearted and really lovely personality who's truly caring about other people and about bringing them back to their, to be their best selves, really. And that's one of the topics I often talk about. How can we be our best selves Every day in our lives? How can we at least try to be those best selves and feel really good about ourselves every day of our lives and not just when we are approaching the end, but every day as early as possible? Now, as we all know, we have good days, we have bad days, and that's absolutely fine, right? However, how can we be more conscious about how we live our lives? How can we be more conscious about are we actually looking after the most important home that we can have, and that is us, our body, our mind. And do we really nurture our bodies as much as we can or do we get caught up in the grind where we run and run and run in this hamster wheel every day? We try to please everyone else. We try to get it right. We try to work hard. But the one thing we sacrifice is our health. And our well being. And this is one of the topics that Carol and I are going to discuss today. How can we feel good about ourselves? How can we feel good about our bodies, feel young again, where age is truly just a number? And I always keep saying, sorry to sound like a broken record, our leadership is all about how we lead ourselves, and it does start with us. Carol is a certified personal trainer, a weight loss specialist, a nutrition coach and a certified counselor. She's got 25 years, more than that actually, of experience as a certified counselor and she truly understands human behavior and how to help motivate and teach people to create changes in their lives. Fitness and healthy living are a way of life and it has been her passion For many, many years. However, it truly did not come naturally to her. And how it came to her is actually a brilliant story, a heartwarming story, even. And how therefore she started creating some very healthy and regular habits in her life. That is one of the topics she's going to share with us here today. What drives her, what clients approach her actually wanting support from her, and then how she helps her dominantly female clients really feel amazing about themselves. These are the core topics for today. She's also going to share with us the big secret, which is not actually a secret uh, for H, You would not believe it when you talk to her, when you see her, and when you simply uh, listen to Carol about everything that she has done and she has experienced and how she approaches life. It's just truly wonderful to hear. So do enjoy this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback as always. And I speak to you again in a moment. So, hello, hello. Very excited about my guest today. Carol, how are you doing? I'm doing so well.
1: How are you today? I'm so I'm... excited to be here. This is my very first podcast.
0: I was just about to say it put a little bit of pressure on me. I was like, oh my God, I want to give her an amazing experience, you know, <laughs> which didn't start off too well as I had to move the to recording <laughs> session. But at the same time, I thought then to myself, Kathleen, be kind to yourself. It's okay that's right you are a working mom things change and quite a few things changed actually in the background in my home uh, last week and this week so I was very delighted about your flexibility and about welcoming you and about having a great conversation about being a working mom yourself running a very exciting business with a lot of purpose and I'm pretty sure now we'll shut up in a moment um, <laughs> you've got so much to share with the listeners. And I cannot wait actually to hear from the listeners after this episode was launched what they have done differently, what steps they have initiated, because you will be the motivator here in this episode today. No pressure at all. So Carol, big welcome again. Thank you. We had a brief chat before I hit the record button and you said, oh, I have been so busy since we spoke last, which is fantastic. Yes. Well, since we last spoke,
1: I launched my site, my website, and I've gotten so much feedback from that. Many people have been reaching out, wanting either some personal training or coaching for nutrition or both, Uh, predominantly women. Mm -hmm. And as I've spoken to you a little bit before about this, I really see myself as a motivator, someone who wants to help you take care of yourself and really value your health and wellness. Because oftentimes I find, especially women, we put ourselves last because we're so busy. Mm-hmm. We take care of so much. We're nurturers and we take care of, of everybody in our mm-hmm. families. We want to do well at work. We're running our household and we don't always prioritize our health right so i'm on a mission to inspire people to do so because it is so important it's so important that it has to be a part of what i do every day and it used to be an afterthought but i've been able to change that over time i've been i've been slowly changing my own ways over the past 25 years Mm. to make sure that I take
0: care of myself for me and for my family. Which you have clearly done because I appreciate it's a podcast. So the listeners don't see you. For the people who may drop in on YouTube, um, they will see you. And what they will see in front of them is a stunning woman, well-trained and toned um, healthy, like glowing, long, mm-hmm. shiny hair, and <laughs> I literally fell off my chair when you shared your age with me because I, I still cannot believe it. I leave it up to you to share it with the audience. So I will be turning fifty-four
1: on August eleventh. That's madness. So something clearly worked, yeah. And I'm healthier now than I was thirty years ago. Yeah and stronger now, mentally stronger too. And it's because I give back to myself by taking care of myself 100%. And and I think people really often believe that that means you have to slave away in the gym and really deprive yourself of foods that you love and that there's a lot of sacrifice and taking care of yourself when really the opposite is true. You're giving back to yourself. You're eating well, you're getting rest, you're hydrating and you're moving your body in some way every day. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. Yeah. We're, We're not striving for perfection. It's, it's about progress. It's about doing a little bit more than you think
0: you can. And do you have some experience with this approach doing a little bit more? Um, You have this wonderful motivating story about your swimming lessons, Mm -hmm. right? So feel free to share them with everybody listening.
1: I would love to share this story, thank you. And I'm, I'm actually gonna backtrack a little bit because I feel like life is about defining moments. And in 1997, a neighbor asked me to go for a run. And I had never been running. And at this point, I had been going to the gym, but I don't think I really had a clear path of my fitness and my wellness uh, at all. And in 1997, she said, would you like to run with me? Because I run every day and I'd love some company. And I, I didn't hesitate. I said, sure. Because my mindset was let me try and that's always been my mindset let me try and see what this experience is like so i went with her and it was difficult but i loved it but wow this is really cool i've never done this i love being out in nature i love having a friend to spend some time with i really don't care how long it takes me um this is something good for me and it sort of lit a fire where then I started to run more just because I wanted to see how much more could I do. And I started to do races and I'm not an athletic person by any means. I didn't grow up as a, you know, someone who did sports in high school, college. Mm -hmm. I kind of have two left feet. I'm not very well coordinated, but I was really motivated just to see what I could do. So with that, I did a lot of races and i Made it a goal to do a marathon. I didn't care how long it took me. And I ran the New York City Marathon, which was just an amazing experience. Amazing. All five boroughs are out <laughs> to greet you. And, and you feel so special. And they're cheering for you. And, oh, and wow. you wear your name on your shirt. And they yell out to you. And, you know, it's it was just... a amazing to be embraced by, by thousands of people watching, watching you on your journey, whether it's your, your first or your 50th marathon, the cheering is just the same. And so is the feeling Mm. amazing. So with that, I started to get curious about other things and I had a workout group at the Y we would do some training together and they decided they wanted to do a triathlon where you swim, bike and run. Yeah. And I thought I'm
0: going to try it. And that was how many days, months, years after you started your first or you had your first run? So that was in
1: 2004. Okay, hmm. so we're seven years later. All right, seven years had gone past, mm-hmm. and I thought I'm I'm, go- I'm going to try and see. This seems this seems like it might be really fun, challenging. Again, I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care if I'm the last one yeah. across the finish line. The finish is the finish. Yeah. It's, it's the experience. It's not about how long it took you. So the problem for me is I did not know how to swim. I never learned just something that we didn't do growing up. I mean, we would swim, I would float sort of, or do doggy paddle, but mm-hmm. I never learned the proper techniques of swimming. So yeah. I entered the race and signed up for swim lessons in the same week. And I asked at the preschool where my uh, children were, I asked the teacher, you know, who would be good to help me swim? And she said, definitely ask for Ed. So I did. I asked for Ed. I was expecting him to be an older man for some reason by his name, <laughs> but he was not. Indeed, he was... Uh, young and adorable. And I thought, wow, okay, this is, this is great. I have an adorable swim coach and he's, he's going to get me ready for this race.
0: My apologies to everyone out there with the name Ed. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: for some reason, yes. I just thought he might be older. Um, anyway, he definitely had a challenge in, in teaching me how to swim. It was so hard and I was not, progressing. After a couple of months, I was able to do freestyle, but only to one end of the pool and back. And I needed to do 33 laps or roughly a half a mile for this race. So I was not progressing and it was a lot of fear and anxiety. So one day, you know, he said to me, listen, I want you to, I want you to swim to one end and back and then go two strokes past go two strokes past the wall. And I thought, okay, good. I, I can do that. And I did 15 laps. Yeah. I did 15 laps all because he flipped a switch mm-hmm. in my mind. I just have to go a little bit more
0: yeah.
1: than what I was doing. And so I kept saying to myself, just two more strokes, just two more And from there, I was able to do the half mile, really, without a problem. It's amazing the progress I made once he said that to me. But
0: talk us through what exactly happened there. You said you mentioned a switch. Yes. What was that switch? What did it do to you? How did it feel? How did you notice it?
1: That switch was... I just have to do a little bit more than I think that I can. So I wasn't looking at 33 laps any longer. Yeah. But I was looking at two more strokes.
0: Yeah.
1: Sort of the idea of how do you climb a mountain one step at a time? Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking of 33 laps and I was getting so anxious and fearful that I was going to tire out. Yeah. But once I told myself, go a little bit past what you think, I just kept going. And I use that mindset to do the distance and to complete that race, because you certainly do tire, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's a triathlon, a challenging meeting, parenting, you know, Regardless of the situation, just try to tap into going a little bit more than you think you can. And for sure, you can. It's mm-hmm. there within you. Yeah. If, it if is. You tap into it, it's there.
0: But we often look at the big challenge, and that yes. may already overwhelm us in the moment. It does. Instead of breaking it down and say, what are those two strokes? that yes. I could do? What are the small steps that take me slightly yes. further? Yes. And if I then add another stroke or even another two strokes on a regular basis, slowly but surely I get to the goal, but I make, as you said, I create progress. That's I correct. don't need to create a big change from one day to another. It's about progress. It's about growth. It's about personal development in it. It is 100%. So that experience
1: really was so significant because Mm -hmm. from there, I latched onto that Mm -hmm. mindset and I continued on my journey of wellness and growth and and fitness Mm -hmm. by challenging myself to go beyond what I ever thought I
0: I could do. Yeah. And out of pure curiosity, where is it now? He's my husband. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. All the ads out there, right? (laughs) He's
1: adorable. Yes. And, 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 you know, he's always been uh, my biggest supporter and my cheerleader in every way. And those swim lessons were really our early stages of courting and getting to know each other. And in fact, he asked me out on a date once the swim lessons were done. Yeah. And proposed to me on that very swim deck, pool deck where we met. Oh, wow. And we've been together ever since. And you've got two boys together as well, right? We have two children. I have a son and a daughter. Ah, son and a daughter. And they are now how old? My son is 21 and my daughter is 19. I'm remarried. So when Ed met me, my kids were two and four. All right. And now they're 19 and 21. Yeah. So he's helped raise them.
0: Fantastic.
1: With me, alongside with their father. So um, it's been incredible. You never know where your next opportunity is uh, coming from. If I didn't, if I didn't sign up for that race, and if I didn't need swim lessons, we
0: would have never met. <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> <laughs> and now you are supporting other people and you said predominantly women yes prioritize their well-being their health their fitness and in honesty carol after we spoke last i thought a lot about it because i'm a new mom mm-hmm. i am still finding my way to get back to prioritizing at least a little bit of the day for myself and i find it hugely hard i am yes. i'm definitely not yet there and it is exactly, for me, it is exactly what you said in terms of often women don't prioritize themselves. They do everything else. And then at some point, you know, maybe there's some time. And I am I also just got off a call with a friend of mine who said the pandemic has been really hard on women in particular. And I said, okay, tell me more. Why do you believe yeah. it has been really hard on women in particular? And she said, well because women don't necessarily prioritize themselves and they step into all these different roles in their lives and mm-hmm. organize and do, 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 and care about all sorts of things. And we forget about ourselves. So yeah. to cut a long story short, there's a lot in there that I would love to talk to you about. The first question is perhaps where do you see the difference here between our partners or, our, or the men in the world and the women, in terms of prioritizing your own well-being. I think women almost feel a sense of, of guilt when they put themselves
1: ahead of the things that they need to do. And they don't allow themselves that time. Mm. Versus men maybe don't have such a, an emotional reaction to, and I'm not saying all men.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, certainly,
1: and not all women. But um, I think men sometimes... You know, do maybe do a little bit of a better job at saying, okay, this is something I need to do. And it's, you know, and it's okay. You know, I can go to the gym, I can take some time for myself. Whereas women feel somewhat more guilty, is what I find in the people that
0: I've met and that I work with. I'm trying to find out where the guilt comes from. I mean, with children, there's clearly the connection to the child and it's like a child starts crying right and your heartbeat goes up right away as a woman it's simply biological that this happens but i'm still trying to find out where the guilt in all other areas comes from is it because we define ourselves by success in certain roles let it be at work or at home in our social lives what's your perception here and your own very personal view on the reasons for the guilt
1: i think you know, for me, I definitely struggled with balancing, balancing time for myself. And then having that look like, how, how did that look to others or, how, you know, to my family? Oh, I'm, t- I'm stepping away and I'm going to sort of take time to myself. And are they thinking that I want to not be with them or I need a break or interpret it in a way where it was maybe selfish. Yeah. And I, realize that actually I'm setting a good example. So I had to change my mindset where I was actually showing my family that I am going to disconnect and do something for myself that in turn is something that's great for all of us. When we take care of ourselves in turn, it, it has um, a positive effect on your relationships with your loved ones, with your family. I'm showing my family, I need to do this so I can feel balanced mm-hmm. because I'm doing so many things for others and, mm-hmm. and for you. And I love you, but I need some time for myself.
0: Yeah.
1: So I had to change my own mindset because at first I was thinking that it, you know, well, oh, you're choosing that over being home with us, or you're choosing to do that over getting something else done that I know needs to be done. But I've learned to really prioritize what is important in the moment and what can wait. And I used to think everything needed to be done mm-hmm. all at once. And I realized that's really not true. Yeah. I don't have to respond right away to all of the things that are being asked of me. I can ask people to wait. I can take time to Respond to a text. I can take time to respond to an email. I don't have to call someone back immediately unless it's an emergency. I can wait to fold clothes. It's okay. I've had to really put that into perspective for myself mm-hmm. that all of those things are not as important as time to take care of myself. Yeah. When I take care of myself, I'm a better spouse, I'm a better mother. I'm a better coworker, friend. Yeah. When we don't take care of ourselves, we're not very good for others. But here's the
0: thing that sometimes requires to ask for help. It does. Right. Now you are a successful entrepreneur. You are a wife, you are a mother, and there are more than those roles. So I don't want you to be defined just by right. what's the obvious and sure. what we have discussed. However, At some point, your children needed you more than they will probably need you at the moment because they are simply older Mm -hmm. now, right? So how did you ask for help? What kind of help was it you needed in that moment in order to make sure you could prioritize yourself as well?
1: When I need help, I, I don't hesitate to ask for it. So I will ask my husband if I need help in order to make time in the day For myself and also make sure other things are getting done. I definitely link arms with my husband and we're a team. And I ask as he asks for help from me and I do the same. Mm -hmm. So it's something we tackle together. And let me just backtrack a little bit. When I was a, a young mom and I really couldn't get out to the gym, I did find ways to take care of myself in nutrition and in my health, you know, that are very different than now that I have that that I'm an empty nester. So that meant, you know, maybe letting some of the housework go and I would pop in a DVD and do a workout, you know, right in the family room, or put the babies in the stroller in the jog stroller and go for a jog with them or get out and walk. So I, I tried to infuse, you know, my fitness and well being even from when they were very young. So you know, the it, it sort of has really evolved yeah. over the years. If I needed a babysitter, I would ask, you know, for a sitter to come so I can have some time away, ask a family member, um, you know, really lean on my community, my family for, for help, because I, I know that if I don't ask for it, that's going to be detrimental to me because I, I know I need the help to take care of myself. I know that I need the help. I I feel that's critical, especially for like
0: young moms. I do think it's critical as well. And as you highlighted beforehand, it's going to be detrimental to you, to your health. However, and to repeat that as well, it's going to be detrimental to the people around you as well. As to whether you are a leader of a team in an organization, Mm -hmm. do you want to give your best to the team as to whether it's your children, your partner, whoever it is. And and I say that to the people I work with very, very often. I sound like a program record, but you can't pour from an empty cup. You so can. if you are tense, if you are imbal- unbalanced, if you feel not quite okay about yourself, other people will notice. They will.
1: And that's a clear sign that something is not balanced. Yeah. And most of the time I find that something is me time, giving back to yourself. Some quiet time, a walk, yoga, w- whatever it is that makes you feel good, it's so important to go and do it. It's not selfish, it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people really think, oh, I'm too busy to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But if, let's think about that. If you don't take care of yourself, Nothing else can really be productive and well in your life. If I could impart anything, it would be stop wasting time thinking that you can ignore your nutrition, your health, wellness, because it will catch up with you. I see so many people who are so stressed, overweight, not eating well, diabetes high cholesterol because we're not taking care of ourselves it will catch up to you i'm not i'm not saying everyone needs to you know be a fitness model it's about taking care of your body and your mind and giving back to yourself so critical in everything that you do Mm -hmm. and i feel that it is
0: grossly overlooked yeah, I I fully and full-heartedly agree with you. And I'm I'm in a stage of recreating some healthy habits. I followed the small steps. I was very yes. proud that I was juicing quite a bit this week, green, really nice juices and the walks and all of that. Yeah, well, you, you have to start yeah. somewhere, right?
1: No, it's um, true. You, you can't overhaul everything at once. No. So that's why I say, you know, just you know, even if you pick one thing yeah. and say, here's what I'm going to start with. It could be having more water and less soda. It could be having uh, a walk for 30 minutes in a day. Let me Let me start by just walking. Let me drink more. Let me try to switch up. I always grab and go for breakfast. Let me try to improve, you know, that one meal, Mm -hmm. set myself up for the day. Don't try to do everything at once. It's overwhelming and
0: you're sure to fail. Yeah, it is overwhelming. And also, as you know, habit creation, habit formation takes time. So there are quite a few theories out there how long it takes. How do you not just form habits, but make sure that you stick to them until they are established
1: one thing I do is first of all decide let me take a look at some things that I know could be a little bit better so first of all it's about getting real and honest with yourself because some people will think the habit that they currently have is just fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) so admitting like gee you know what this this really should change Mm -hmm. so just being real and honest with yourself there's no judgment. It's about progress. And then from there, I make small steps and I stay consistent. So with water, I used to be terrible with water. I never had enough. I didn't hydrate enough. So that was one thing I worked on consistently where I would set a goal of how many ounces or glasses I wanted to have in the day and stay consistent with it. I write things down. For, For example, my time to work out. I have it planned for the week. I take a look at my week and say, where am I going to fit in some time to exercise? It's a busy week. I have things in the morning. I have things in the afternoon or the evening. Where can I carve out time? And I write it down and commit to it. I like to write things down in a planner. It sort of helps me. Mm-hmm. I reflect on it um, in the morning, in the evening. Okay. This is what I have. This is what I'm working on. This is what I'm working towards, Yeah. but staying consistent and making small changes. So in other words, I didn't say, okay, I'm going to start drinking a gallon of water a day. It doesn't happen, but let me, let me start. I used to never have water in the morning. Oh, only coffee. So I said, okay, let me start there. Let me have one less cup of coffee and I'm going to add in water. So small changes over time done consistently. yeah. It doesn't have to be something so life altering, you know, just something small that you can do and remind yourself why you're doing it. That's why I like to write things down and encourage myself. I really try to motivate myself every day. I'm, I'm really big on self-talk. I don't know if you do self-talk, but I love it. <laughs>
0: ah, ah. I do not always the positive one, (laughs) but
1: I do. I thought that as I was saying it, because it can be negative at times, but yes, positive (laughs) self talk. Let me add positive self talk is amazing if people would tap into it. I use it constantly, and I say to myself, okay, you can do this, Um, especially when I have a very busy, hectic day. Instead of looking at the the day in its entirety, again, you know, kind of looking back at that idea of, of swimming and 33 laps instead, two strokes pass. So I'll look at the day and say, okay, I have two morning meetings. I have two clients in the morning, and then I have time for myself to do this. I consistently tell myself, you know, you, you've got it. You're Okay no need to stress one thing at a time check it off i got i made that appointment i saw that client now on to the next and just doing the best that you can in the moment it sort of takes the pressure off yourself to feel like you need um to fly
0: around with a cape because we're not <laughs> no <laughs> heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's for very optimistic Hollywood and unrealistic Hollywood movies. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> it's so true. So I use that a lot to help calm my nerves and to mm-hmm. help assure myself, you know, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You can get through the day. It may not be perfect. And for sure, things aren't going to go as planned, but just do your best and never, ever, ever give up. If you have a crappy day, then you acknowledge it. Hey, I didn't exercise today and I had wanted to, or I I didn't hydrate enough, or maybe I didn't eat so great. Acknowledge it and then go on and do better for the
0: next time. Exactly. Exactly. I have two things that really work for me and I say that now one of the examples has got something to do with my son I say that now whilst I hear him screaming in the background and um, he's with my partner just he's safe (laughs) just (laughs) like like that Um, (laughs) but one thing that I do is as you said be really present in the moment so I give you a very tangible example that hopefully is useful for everyone out there because I know some very busy multi-role people are listening to this show i am someone who needs to do a lot all the time yeah and my brain is constantly switched on and i struggle to simply switch it off sometimes and just be and today i had a whole day with my son and um i knew at some point he will have naps so in my head there was already stuff going on okay how can i use these times when he's napping What can I do? How can I get certain things done in the business and prepare for this podcast a little bit more and so on. And in the end, I actually decided to simply be and to nurture myself. So I, I, for example, prepped some nice juices. I went for um, a walk with him, uh, a long, nice walk with him. I read a little bit and listened to a podcast and just indulged a little bit into nice Mm -hmm. things that gave me energy back. And my bad conscious slash guilt stepped in in terms of, oh, you haven't done this and this and that. And I thought, you know what? That's totally okay because I feel so calm. I haven't felt as calm in a long time. And when my other half came home today, he said, oh, how was um, Harry, our son. I said, he was brilliant today. (laughs) There was no screaming. There were no tantrums in comparison to now what I hear going on. And I think, again, it demonstrated I was calm. I was chilled out, I, it has an effect on him. Absolutely. And that's just one example about what we discussed beforehand, you know, be kind to yourself, look after yourself in a moment, be present and it will have an impact. So see how the world around you reacts to you. So that's, so that's number one. And number two is, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you will know about that already, but I often ask myself what's now really in my control? Absolutely. What are the things I can control? What are so the things funny. that happened, but I can't do anything about them? So let go of that stuff that yeah. may bother you, but you have no control over.
1: I mean, honestly, the only thing we can really control is ourselves. Yeah. And when you reflect on that, you can really let some of the other things go. Yeah. We put a lot of self-imposed guilt and anxiousness over this you know, this thought of, I need to do this. I need to do that. I have this later. I have dinner late. I have to prep this. I, it's fine. <laughs> Just stay in the moment because um, you know what? You're missing a lot when you don't stay present. And I really believe this to be true when you exercise and I remind people, I teach classes as well as working with people one-on-one. And I see myself as a motivator and I tell everybody who comes to my class, stay here with me in this moment. Don't worry about what you have after this class, what happened before it. Don't start thinking about what you have to make for dinner or multitask. I think we're so used to multitasking Mm -hmm. that we're not giving our full attention in the moment to whatever it may be. Mm And then
0: therefore we're, we're, we're missing out.
1: Yeah. You know, does
0: that make sense? Oh, a lot. And then think about all the positive implications. Yeah. You feel great. You do. You you may also be thinking differently, more openly. You may be more creative, more productive. Cause you yeah. gave yourself space. That's
1: it. You gave yourself space. And also just trying to do your best in that moment yeah we have this preconceived notion sometimes that we have to be the best at everything and we don't we just have to do the best we can in that moment by connecting with what we're doing i it's it's really it's so important
0: so You said you teach classes, but you also work with your clients one-to-one. I'm very curious just to hear a few success stories. What kind of changes, transformations do you notice or hear about from your clients?
1: Yes. I'm going to mention Danielle. So I've been working with Danielle for a little over a year now. And we got together right before lockdown. So pre-COVID lockdown Mm. in January and then lockdown occurred in March. And she was overweight by about 30 pounds and she had um, some really poor nutrition and she was ready for a change. So we started working together and then the lockdown occurred. So we went virtual. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. (laughs) It was fantastic. So we would get together virtually a few times a week, exercise, do the sessions virtually. And talk through what her goals were. She started to slowly over time, work on changing habits. Like for example, not ordering out as much, right? Cleaning up her, just eating clean, eating real whole foods, tracking her calories, paying more attention to what was coming in, what she was taking in calorie wise, Mm -hmm. making a commitment. She always showed up for virtual training. She's completely transformed. If I were to show you a before and after, and not only physically, but mentally, she is just glowing the picture of health. And to her credit, she worked very hard and it took her a full year. And I say that because I think that people are in a rush to change everything. I'm dropping 30 pounds in 30 days. You're not, you're not, you're not going to do that and have it last. I'm changing everything in in 60 days. You're, you're not. Mm -hmm. She did it slowly and consistently and therefore it didn't feel so overwhelming. And that is what we worked on together. That's the one-to-one coaching that I do with my clients for nutrition. It's about progress. It's about small changes over time. And so she is, (laughs) she was at my class today and um, she's doing great. So, When I see that, I feel so good to know that I took that journey with her and I, I helped her reach her goal because she really was quite unhealthy, young, young. When we met, she was 28, she's 30 now, but could barely do anything in the, in the gym out of breath, you know, um, overweight, eating a lot of. Fast foods, a little bit too much with wine, you know. And hey, we all love our wine, but things oh, yes. were out of. <laughs> I love mine. <laughs> things were just out of balance, and so now, now she's got it down. Now she doesn't need to diet, right? Because dieting is really bullshit. Dieting. Enough that you
0: are saying that.
1: <laughs> dieting is bullshit.
0: <laughs> Why it, is it bullshit? Come on, dieting
1: is bullshit because it it's it doesn't last. When you restrict yourself, the pendulum will swing, yeah, the other way. So it is about moderation, not elimination, and that is the approach we took right from day one. Let's incorporate the things you love in moderation. Mm-hmm. Let's take small steps, and just you know get rid of the things that we know really just are not, are not good, you know, fast food. Okay. Maybe once in a while, but diets are really bullshit. Most of the time people restrict calories too much. They eliminate entire food groups. And I just feel that doesn't work over time. It's not sustainable. I want people to be healthy for life. How are you healthy for life? Your relationship with food. Understanding portion size, understanding how to stop eating when once you start to feel about 80% full, not eating mindlessly, you know, having a nice variety of foods to eat. This is real life eating, Uh, being able to choose from a menu when you go out and enjoy yourself and not feel deprived. That's what I want to help people with. I think when we buy these pre-made meals and try to live by just your app of scanning calories, that might be for the short term, but for long term, that doesn't work. And that's why I say it's bullshit. We need to learn how to eat properly and be balanced. And that's what I help people do.
0: You know what, but I'm glad to hear that you still like your wine too.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I... And I don't deprive myself. <laughs> what I've learned to do is say, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to have one or two glasses. and I And I don't go past that for myself. I'll set a limit. And I won't have it every single night. But I'll save that, you know, Saturday night, you know, a Friday night. You learn how to weave it into everything else you're doing. You keep yeah. a balance with it.
0: I don't know what else to add here because um, it, it sounds so simple when listening to you. I think the key is here that we all have got to make a start. Take the first step, the two yes. strokes.
1: Absolutely. Right? And, and you know what? And don't overcomplicate it. People overcomplicate nutrition and fitness. Mm. Nutrition and fitness are are really Something as simple as eating a balanced meal and going for a walk. I moved my body today. I went for a walk for 30 minutes. I got my steps in if you couldn't walk, but maybe you got your steps in if you count your steps on your, on your fitness watch. Yeah. You know, I, I think people overcomplicate it and they get stuck and I want to help them feel empowered that they can do this because they can, I'm living proof of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah we all and we all need motivation internal or external absolutely and i think it is important to think about how do we want to live our lives yeah that's it what is your reason
1: find your reason what why do you want to be healthy for my family for myself you know there's motivation right there yeah
0: or for everyone out there who's listening who's is- One of the people who shares quite a lot with me, I am feeling too overwhelmed. My role at work is highly demanding. I have a lack of resources. I feel worn out. I feel I work nonstop. I walk straight from the bedroom uh, into my home office. Mm -hmm. And for those of you, you need to look after yourself. You need exactly that in order to feel more energetic, to feel more like, I can manage that. You see the picture in a far clearer way as well. You will be able to prioritize differently. Yes. Feel okay and cool about saying no and setting boundaries as well. Tons Mm -hmm. of advantages. And I think I speak for you here as well, Carol. We are both more than happy to give more support, more advice, some more top tips. So do feel free to get in touch with us to comment on this episode, to share with us, what kind of support would you like? And as I said, we are both very generous, just to say, happy to pop out some top tips.
1: Yes. Or send us your
0: questions and we will send you a recorded video. Well, whatever it is we can help with, we are more than happy to do that.
1: Absolutely.
0: I would love to hear your final top tip for the audience, Carol. Motivation.
1: Motivation, I I would like to say, people often ask me, how do I stay motivated to do what I do? Sometimes it's just within me, but other times I need motivation from others, Um, whether it be a family member, I might think of, you know, hey, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing what I'm doing, not just for myself, but for my family. It's sort of the driving force behind behind everything is is wanting to live a long, healthy life with my family motivates me. And when I see their challenges and they're overcoming their challenges, that in turn motivates me to keep going as well. It's it's not always easy to stay motivated. So you know, latch on to whatever you can, whatever help. To keep yourself going. Don't quit. Never, ever, ever give up. Never quit on your journey to wellness. That would be, I guess, my final thought. I, I never
0: quit. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let us know where people can find you.
1: Yes. Well, I have an Instagram at Carol SoderFit on Facebook, Carol Mazzarini Soder. My email is carolsoderfit at gmail.com. And then I did share a link with you to my website. Yes, you did. Okay.
0: <laughs> and we are going to share all of these yeah. things with you, obviously, in the yes. show notes. So yeah. do I'd get love in touch to it.
1: hear from, from <laughs> anybody, you know, your thoughts, questions, anything. I would love to hear from you. Is, it's been a pleasure to chat with you.
0: Oh, it's been such a pleasure to chat to you. What a beautiful soul you are inside and outside. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. Stay Uh, well, stay fit and healthy. Yes. You Um, also,
1: don't forget to give yourself a
0: break. I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm working on it. It's getting better, small steps every day. (laughs) Awesome. And thanks, everyone, for listening. I can't wait to hear your comments, your questions. And please feel free to ask for help. We are here for you. Speak to you all very soon again. Take good care. Bye.
1: Bye. Be well.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Legendary Leaders podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to subscribe to the show either on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music or on my website www.kathleenmerkel.com. I would also love to hear from you to discover what topics you'd like to hear more about, what topics really resonated with you and how you're enjoying the show in general. Please do leave your review on iTunes as well. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much and speak to you again next time. Bye.